What is up, listeners? Welcome to Ringmaster's Podcast, Central Michigan Life's wrestling-focused podcast. I am Grant LaFave, joined by Jameson Galloway. Jameson, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. You got that on the first take. Nice work. <laughs> yeah, that was totally the first time we did that. I just looked at your face looking at me like you were just expecting me to screw it up again. <laughs> Oh man, that it's great awesome. to be here. Yeah, it's good to be here. Great to be here. We are. Uh, we got WrestleMania in two weeks, right? Yeah, right around the corner, man. It's sneaking up. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it is sneaking up on us. Uh, judging by the quality of our programming this week, it was actually a very, very good thing. Yeah. So it's been picking up. Um, that's not just us hoping it'll pick up. There's actually been some great segments, but before that, we got some out of the ring news we want to get to as well. So Jameson, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start us off first with uh, unfortunate news about. Um, Good old JR. JR's wife um, has uh, some bad, bad um, injuries. She was struck by a car while she was driving her Vespa, which is a scooter. Um, she uh, unfortunately wasn't wearing a helmet, hit her head, and she is in critical condition. And from Jim Ross's um, news of it, it doesn't sound very good. So that's unfortunate. Um, uh, I, I'm a big JR fan. I love JR. I think if he was still in the business, it just makes things that, that much better. I don't know. Um, I, Cole's just not Jr. But um, <laughs> ain't that the truth? But yeah, no, definitely they're trying to reduce the swelling right now. Uh, last I heard, but um, th- thoughts and prayers be with the Ross family. That is correct. And um, Vince McMahon, and on a much less serious note, was also in a car accident on Tuesday. Um, trashed his Bentley. Yeah, trashed his black Bentley. And uh, so yeah, there's. Uh, it, it's weird to see. You, Vince McMahon almost seems unhuman. Like he wouldn't get in car crashes, but. He did. I bet that car could completely accord it, and he'd just walk out and just with a strut and be fine. Because <laughs> yep. he's going to live until he's 300 somehow. Did you listen to the 911 audio on that? I did not. I listened to the 911 audio, and it's just this girl talking, and she, she doesn't know what Vince McMahon's car is. So, like, Vince McMahon's walking up as she's on the phone, and she's like, what, what kind of car do you have? What kind of car do you have? And he says, Bentley. And I'm just thinking, like, man, I, I can't even imagine asking Vince McMahon a question. Even if he was just in an accident and I'm talking to 911, I don't know if I could do it. Just be like, you're Vince. I don't, dude, I'll hell Vince. <laughs> Bow down. <laughs> You'd be intimidated. Yeah, just I, the sheer presence alone. You just yes, walk away. Just walk away. I couldn't take it. Take a, would you take a Mark video, though? Oh, yeah. You'd have to. Yeah. You'd have to. But I'm afraid he would just take my phone and throw it at the ground because he's Vince. <laughs> Apparently he was fine with it, and yeah. uh, I am glad he's okay because yeah, that's that scary good. stuff. But apparently the car has been totaled. So yeah, yeah I, you know what? I think he's got. He, I think he can afford another one. Probably. Yeah. Maybe if they cut uh, an hour or two of the uh, WrestleMania pre-show, <laughs> he can get the money together that he's going to use for that, and he can buy himself a new car. You got any out of the ring news? Is that just wishful thinking? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> actually, that was what I was going to say. Um, oh, okay. We do have some pretty good news um, as far as Matt and Jeff Hardy were reportedly offered official WWE contracts. Uh, have not heard back on whether or not they intend to pursue these, but um, they have been breaking off from TNA lately, uh, seeking creative control over their broken Matt Hardy character. Broken Matt. Uh, so, which is fantastic if you have not seen it. So hopefully um, they can resolve that, and hopefully we can see them uh, either on WWE programming or... Um, Somewhere else, we're uh, you know over in Japan, or because they're pretty hot commodities right now. If they come over to, to WWE, they they better keep their characters in right now. They shouldn't go back to what they were doing before they left. Broken Matt Hardy, and and the stuff that they're doing right now should what should continue to be what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's the best uh, characters of themselves, by far. And Naomi might be back from injury in time for WrestleMania. Um, nothing confirmed yet, but uh, she's recovering faster than expected. Uh, she was injured in her match with Alexa Bliss, and uh, since vacated the title, 
So hopefully she is in time to come back to her hometown crowd in Orlando. So that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, she deserves it. I mean, it uh, it'd be pretty devastating to miss WrestleMania in your hometown. Definitely, definitely. So especially uh, the the as hot as she's been. Def- yes. And uh, so we wish her a speedy recovery. And uh, let us get into Raw and SmackDown. Before we get into Raw and SmackDown, I have one question for you. What's up? Who is the best heel in the company right now? Is this a trick question? No, no. I'm just. Well, the, I want your opinion. The best heel in the company right now. Uh, you know what I'm gonna say? It's Kevin Owens. Really? Yeah. Not even close in my opinion. Were you gonna say Miz? No, I'm gonna say Stephanie McMahon. Oh. Stephanie McMahon is easily the biggest heel in the company right now. You said like in kayfabe though, so. She's the best heel in the company. She. Okay. No, just go ahead. What do you? Can, <laughs> she, you, can you explain this for me? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, what? We start off Raw on Monday with her firing Mick Foley, right? Just him saying that he was uh, a leave of absence wasn't good enough for her. Um, and then she just comes out and what? She, every everybody that she ran into backstage, even if they have nothing to do with her, just anybody who had any alliance with Mick Foley, she just rips apart. Uh, you know, Bailey, who was it? Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Yeah. And I mean. None of these people really benefit from that. I mean, th- what, what exactly are these characters benefiting? At least Triple H, also a great heel. At least he wrestles and usually loses to people uh, eventually, um, like Daniel Bryan, and I'm sure he'll lose to Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Stephanie, when, when a character comes in uh, in in a conversation with Stephanie, it really is not benefiting them at all. And it, it puts her over more as more of a heel. But, I mean, my goodness, if, if she wants people to hate her, she's... She's good at her job. No, she's not. And see, the problem with Stephanie McMahon, you nailed it. You finally agree with me because we've argued about this a little bit in the past. She is so destructive when she is a heel who cannot get her comeuppance. Like, she never wrestles. She'll be around next year and the year after and the year after. Well, yeah, she's a McMahon. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't want her to leave the company, but at the same time, her character isn't going to change. It's she is the same person now she was in 2014. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like she nothing ever changes, so it doesn't seem like anything the baby faces do matters. Even when Cena destroyed the authority, quote unquote. Uh Seth Rollins threatened to kill Edge, so he immediately brought him back and they came out with champagne immediately because they're just waiting in grill with alcohol. But <laughs> the problem is that she doesn't help put anybody over because even if they beat her husband, she's still going to be there. It's like, even if Triple H loses and even if the authority ends up wrong situationally, they're going to be in charge for the long run. Yeah. It's infinitely frustrating. And this was a great Raw. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, yeah and, there was nothing wrong with Raw. There was a lot of good aspects of well, Raw. She was, well, she was by far the worst thing on the show. Yeah, because she was, she, I mean, she was being mean. She was being a heel. That's what I'm saying. We, she, I, I was, uh, you know, she made me mad. And that's her. that's what she's trying to do. She's trying to make people hate her. I know, but she should make you mad that she's a villain and she's oppressing people you don't like, not that she's making the show worse for everybody. You know, it's this weird thing where, because kayfabe doesn't really exist anymore, we have this situation where it's sort of confounding because she clearly is trying to be a heel and get hated, but at the same time, you know she won't suffer any consequences for it. No. So it's, it's completely baffling. Right, and I mean we we're gonna have, we we have to live with it because Triple H and Stephanie McMahon they are the future of the WWE for like the next forty years. So that's that's what we have to live with. Yeah, <laughs> you don't look you don't look pleased with that. No, I'm not enthused. 
All right, but um, anyways, these shows both did a lot right. They both had a spoof comedy segment, one of which involved some childhood photos, and the other one was a almost like a pornographic like it lo- it, w- it was looks like the setup to that kind of parody, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was like cosplay, I guess is a better word. And not that those two are related at all, but just, you know what I'm talking about. And it, those two segments both shocked me for how good they were. I was convinced that the real Kevin Owens was going to be Planet of the Apes Chris Jericho. It was going to be him badly photoshopping uh, Kevin Owens' head onto things. I was going to be convinced that the cena Nikki Bella thing was going to suck. And they were both very good. Oh, they were and great. just genuinely funny, especially the one on SmackDown. The the Miz and Maurice spoof on, on Cena and Nikki had me cracking up. I was loving I wanted more of that. I was like, just just keep this rolling because uh the Miz the Miz is a good actor. He he actually is a good actor. And uh yeah, that was that was just hilarious. It was a bad night to be Nikki Bella. She got spoofed twice. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it was they really did it twice weird. in one night. <laughs> it was odd. And 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 um, it's just too bad that uh, Tyler Breeze has fallen to that. Right? Yeah. That's as, what he's doing now. As a as a guy who loved him in NXT. He tore it up in NXT, right? Yeah, he did. He was great. And he was entertaining. And he had the he had the selfie stick. And people loved him because he was entertaining and put on great matches and was funny. And now he's just being Nikki Bella. <laughs> so I don't know whose hand he forgot to shake when he walked in. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's kind of unfortunate, but um, I will say this: I when I usually see uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze on my screen, I click the fast forward button. It's honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just don't want to see it. I, I just I, there's nothing that they're gonna do that is going to please me. But this week, I didn't press the fast forward button. I watched. So hey, they accomplished something there. Yeah. I got one more viewer. <laughs> that's a step in the right direction. Step in the right I direction, guess. I guess. But <laughs> and then and to the Chris Jericho, how good? I mean, I mean, we just continue to praise this guy. Chris Jericho just con- continues to do just extraordinary things. And, and, and outside, the, he's so over when he's not even wrestling. It, it's unbelievable. He can click a pen and the crowd goes nuts. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And for him to stay relevant for like, what, 20 years now in, in WWE? Incredible. It's unheard of. Uh, it's amazing to me that Jericho was able to become a heel and still keep all of the things that made him entertaining a few weeks ago. Yeah. He kept the list he was intelligent. He didn't call Owens a baby or call him names or get the crowd to chant like cookie puss or something at him. He he didn't do any of that dumb crap. He just said, Kevin Owens idolizes me and I have evidence. So I'm going to show him exactly how great a wrestler Chris Jericho is when I beat him up at WrestleMania. And I know who he is because and, you know he's not my friend. He's not my equal. And I know I can take him. He had that confidence about him, but he was over and he was a face and then uh, Kevin Owens has made friends with Samoa Joe, so they outsmarted him and powerbombed him. So that was really great. Uh, <laughs> this rivalry has been the best thing on WWE all year, at least in really? terms of long-term well, storylines. Three months all year? Yeah. Okay, okay. They're all, all year until the road to WrestleMania is long, Jameson, and full <laughs> of potholes and dumb and nonsense. A lot of a lot of roadblocks and, and a lot of fast lanes. And- uh, a lot of cosplaying. Sorry, Tyler Breeze. Uh, but... Yeah, it's been consistently great. It really has. It it really has, and uh, I don't know if it's been the best thing all year, but it's pretty. It, it, you know what? Actually, I, I agree with you. The 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 buildup of the friendship, and now it all coming together at WrestleMania. I'll, I'll agree with that. I think it has definitely been the best feud or storyline of the entire year. 
Um, but yeah, Jericho's just, he's the man, dude. He, uh, I, I can never get enough of Chris Jericho. Yeah. I might even go to a Fozzie concert. <laughs> Would you really? <laughs> Probably not. But. I have, I've never heard Fozzie to be fair. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that. I think I've heard a song. Yeah. Any good? Uh, no, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it's all right. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> mix of Creed and, and, uh, Coldplay. Okay. Yeah. I, that could be way off. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing <laughs> You're just throwing out the names <laughs> yeah. of two bands. It's right. somewhere in between these two. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. So let's get into these shows. Um, we had, um, as you said, the opening segment with Mick Foley, uh, which was pretty well done for what it was. Stephen McMahon notwithstanding, uh, it was a solid segment, and it put over a lot of the baby faces on the show and gave them a lot of motivation and made them fight uphill. Uh, we had Seth Rollins. They interviewed his physical therapist, and who uh, said that no doctor in his right mind would clear Seth Rollins for WrestleMania. But Triple H has an idea. He wants an unsanctioned, or as he called it, a hold harmless match. Hold harmless agreement contract signing next week. Yes. That uh, yeah. That uh, at least we're gonna get the match. Yeah. We know they will be in the ring together. That promo did not need to be 20 minutes. Hey, it's Triple H, man. He does whatever he wants. I know, but that doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> it was, um... I understand why it was that long, but... I, it, for, Cole didn't need to be out there. I don't exactly know why Michael... Michael Cole asked, like, two questions. And, and he didn't need to be in this segment. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know, I was... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, yeah, he didn't need to be on our television during that. It's just... I guess they like to switch it up, because Triple H usually just comes out and cuts a promo for 20 minutes, but now they had... Michael Cole ask ask a five second question and then Triple H gave like a ten minute answer, so uh, hey, it uh, I'd do the same thing if I was pretty much running the company. <laughs> Be hard to argue that. Yeah. Um, also, we actually have some surprisingly great stuff from the cruiserweights this week. Austin Aries defeated Tony Nice by hitting him as hard as he can. Uh, not really, but there was some pretty good contact there. That roaring elbow uh, after the match, Neville came out looking uncertain. Uh, he was sort of sheepish, and it felt like he was losing his confidence in, in a kayfabe way because Austin Aries comes out and says, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania, and you're not going to be king of the cruiserweights. It's all just self-delusion, and it felt like Neville started to believe that, but then again, we will see, we will see at the WrestleMania match, which is probably slated for the pre-show. You think but, so? That, yeah, well, I it is like, what, a four-hour pre-show? You, yeah. yeah, they got to put something on there. <laughs> they they got to put everything on there. Um, can I? I, I want to backtrack one one second. I thought while you were talking. Okay. Um, how cool would it be? Well, I'm going. I'm going a, a, pretty far back. Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, the the uh, the real Kevin Owens. How cool would it be if you were a fan like me and you are right now? Um, and then ten years from now, we're in a storyline with our favorite wrestler. That would be cool. That would be pretty awesome. And uh, that just uh, that went through my mind. I don't that. Uh, I mean, think I could be fighting Goldberg right now for the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, you, you, it's the size difference is a little bit, but it's <laughs> just slightly, <laughs> just a little bit. Hey, only slightly. The, the listeners don't know how big I am. I'm like no, that's true. Six seven, two fifty. Yeah, we we protected you there. Yeah, so but, we protected okay. me too. Sorry about so. that. I just I can't get into the cruiserweights. That's that's the problem. I I gathered that, <laughs> but I understand that. But I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because Austin Aries is someone who the crowd actually likes and is right. into, so we finally might start taking steps in the right direction. But then again, I've been saying that since they started. So <laughs> this is definitely the best thing they've done, though. Yeah, but Neville versus Austin Aries is gonna be dope. Yeah, that is gonna be a good match. I am excited for that match. That will be good. That's gonna be hot fire. Uh, <laughs> we had a handicap match. 
Um, everybody looked useless. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus had to fight all four other men. It wasn't really a handicap match, so. Yeah, no, they started fighting each other almost immediately. Yeah. And uh, they hit, it's almost like a heart attack style brogue kick and uh, got Carl Anderson. And uh, then after, um, they hit the rocket launcher on Anderson as well. Tag team champions, everybody. There we go. Yeah. You get beaten twice. That's a good way for them to lose <laughs> twice in one segment. <laughs> we, when they, we when they got backstage, that. somebody probably took their lunch money too. We got to stop. We got to stop complaining about the uh, the champions being pinned or just being annihilated because it just it happens every week. I know, but it sucks. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's the only way they know how to build a, a contender. So everybody looks equally worthless. It's so terrible. It's like these are the best performers in the world. Some of them. Can you please just make it seem like it? So, I don't know. But speaking of that, we got Nia Jax beating up Bailey. And last week, Bailey beat Nia Jax because Nia Jax was kicking her ass too much. So, Bailey's looking great, headed into WrestleMania. Uh, we had Dana Brooke lose to Charlotte like a chump. Okay. I got it. Why is it that we have all these great women wrestlers and we're going to get two women's matches at WrestleMania. Just everybody on Raw pretty much put them into one match, the women, and everybody on SmackDown put them into one match. Like, why can't we have a little... uh, The women deserve a couple more than just two matches, don't they? Well, they deserve some more focused storylines, too. I mean, they're just throwing everybody together. I know, because they want everybody to be on the card, and that honestly doesn't make for a better show. Nothing against any of the women or the men, uh, but... You can't just throw as many people on there as possible and have it stick. Last year, WrestleMania was exhausting. I still haven't caught up on sleep from that. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? It completely burned out the crowd. They ended it in about the worst way possible. Well, not the worst way possible, but it was up there. And just and this one is going to be what? Goldberg and Lesnar in a five-minute match after a seven-hour show? Hey, that's going to be good. It, yeah, it's going to be good. It's probably going to wake people up, but... Just these insistence that every show is so lengthy, like length begets quality, just it blows my mind. Yeah. Pay-per-views. It's a like commitment. That's, that's part of why I like NXT pay-per-views, not to just go off on NXT again, but they keep it to about three hours, and they have about five matches. And it's not everybody that's on there. It's everybody who they're working with at the time. So you know why everything is happening, and you don't start to want to watch something else. Like, you want to watch wrestling and you get wrestling for three hours. So human beings can only stay attuned to one thing for so long. That is true. That is true. But I feel like we could have came up with something other than throw every single woman on SmackDown into the same match. Where there's there's gonna be like what seven girls in that match? I don't I don't really know how many is in that match. But every available woman. Yeah. I mean, what is that? We could just, get some just, surprise returns. That'd be awesome. I'd I'd be down for that. But we knew that what we knew this fatal four way was coming a month ago. We we said it on the podcast that what this is just all going towards a fatal four way at WrestleMania that Charlotte's gonna win because they if Charlotte need her to get wins title. that I'm gonna be pretty upset. Well, well the, no, no, I'm not even gonna be upset. I probably won't care. Uh, <laughs> who's gonna win then? Who I don't I don't know. Sasha Banks might turn heel. I would like I would like Sasha to win. Obviously, maybe. I don't even know. Speaking of heel, yes. Um. Roman Reigns going full heel now. It, this this week was the culmination of him just healing it up. Yeah, you think this was the heel turn? I, I mean, he it doesn't he didn't throw it in our face like a heel turn, but I mean this is just where you're. It's not like anybody's gonna start cheering him over the Undertaker, and he speared the Undertaker middle of the ring. I mean, that's that's a heel turn. Yeah, I loved. This is just a little detail. I don't know if anybody noticed. 
the look on Taker's face when he chokeslammed Strowman and he realizes yep. he made a mistake because yep. he turned his back on Roman Reigns. That's what makes him great. Yeah, he's so good. He Nobody else in the roster would have thought to do that, no. or very few people would have thought to do that. He, but, he expressed, like... And it looks like pain, too. Like, okay. chokeslamming somebody isn't as easy as it used to. <laughs> Damn, I'm tired. Oh, and I just oh, made a crap. mistake. I got to turn around and just take a spear. Yep. <laughs> wow, dude. He did get up from it. He popped up. Yeah, he did the setup, and they had a... They had a video package worthy stare down that I'm sure we're going to see a bunch of times on the show. So Wow, you just brought something to my head. Did we, was I dreaming or did we get another Emma is coming back vignette this week? I honestly can't tell you. Yeah, we did. Did we? We, we did, yes. That was. I'm the one sticking up for, not sticking up for these things, but wanting to see Emma again and I don't even remember. We got, we've just got six months of Emma is coming soon, comes out, says she's not that Emma and she's not Emmalina, she's Emma, whatever she said. And now we have Emma is coming back soon vignettes. But what what's going on here? Maybe she's coming back after WrestleMania. I can't imagine her coming back before. Maybe they'll pair her with Dana Brooke again. You don't think this that is that actually pro- worked? You don't think this is a problem? Yeah, it's a problem, and it sucks because she's one of my favorite wrestlers uh, in the women's division right now that doesn't really get to wrestle. And I really like her work, especially as evil aviator sunglasses and short leather gloves wearing Emma. I think she's very good giving people Mishinoku drivers beating up Becky Lynch with Dana Brooke, but I, I'm just so emotionally numb to it at this point that I, I don't. I just don't I can't let it. it bother me. I don't get it at all. We get six months of Emelina. That's a joke. Well, yeah, but halfway through, what, do they be like, yeah, this isn't going to work, so we're just going to cut this? That What I heard, um, this is from Wrestling Observer, so it's probably correct. What I heard is they kept pushing it back, kept pushing it back to the point where it became a huge joke backstage for months, and then the day of, they did a dress rehearsal, and it didn't turn out the way they thought it would. So they said, oh, crap, let's just do something else. And so huh. they did. Interesting. And now we're getting more coming. And, and, and so, now, so at this point, it's just a big rip. And now there is no plan. <laughs> I highly doubt there is a plan. Maybe we'll see her after WrestleMania. But she is the real deal. So hopefully we see her again soon. Yeah. I, get, I get tired just talking about the Emelina thing. <laughs> I stuck up for that for so long, man. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's fun stuff there with Emelina. Yeah. Should we go to SmackDown or is yeah. there anything else? Overall, Raw was a pretty quality show. Um, yeah. The faces are in, and heels are getting their crap together. Um, we got a little bit of uh, cool character stuff from Cesaro and Sheamus, who don't really get to do much of anything. So, yeah, things are looking pretty good heading to WrestleMania. Raw is steadily getting better because it could not have gotten worse from a few weeks ago. <laughs> so there, we can only go up from here. But let's head over to SmackDown. Yeah. So SmackDown started yeah. this week in about the same way it started last week. With AJ Styles uh, running into Daniel Bryan, explaining why he's back, even though he was fired, which I appreciated. And uh, then Shane McMahon is at some point coming to SmackDown because he is late to his own show, always by a full yeah. hour. Yeah, what is that about? I was thinking the same thing. Why why does Shane McMahon get to show up an hour late? At first I thought, oh, he's in the hospital or something. But no, that wasn't it. He just wasn't there. I'm glad he wasn't in the car that uh, Rhino and... Uh, Heath Slater. Heath Slater was in because I was like, okay, Shane McMahon is not showing up 15 minutes before the show's ending. I mean, come on. Yeah. But uh, Rhino and Slater are allowed to do that. <laughs> was it funny to anyone else that they showed a camera angle of him getting put through the window in a really good video package, by the way? Uh, WWE production team should, like, write the storylines because they always tell really compelling stories with just those little video packages. They make everything seem so important. Yes. Great production team. They're working overtime. But they... They showed an angle from inside the car. Yeah. Like, like why? I, I know it's like kayfabe doesn't matter anymore, but 
just to, to let us know he actually went through the window. I, I could see he went through the window, though. Everybody clearly saw it. Why is there a camera set set up inside the car, is what you're saying? Yeah. Why'd they have that? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess to just let everybody know, like, hey, this is real. We actually did this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you said last week there was something that you noticed that the, uh, on the camera, I don't remember what you called it, but something that it that it broke on its own. I don't remember what you were saying, but some no, was, tape or something. Yeah, it was a little bit of gaffing tape. Gaffing tape. There you yeah. go. Well, the gaffing tape is actually what they used to tape down uh, cables, but it was probably some sort of uh, breakable window that. Is yeah, easy it to break. was clearly a stunt. It was clearly yeah. a, a worked window. So <laughs> okay, you were okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, glad, glad I can't remember how that. I said it, but I know what you're talking about. I thought about that later in the week. I'm like, I wondered exactly what he meant by that. But uh, I'm glad we cleared it but up. You know what I'm talking about now, right? Yeah, yeah. Now so, I know. Yeah. Now I know. It didn't ruin it, though. It was a great moment. Yeah. So we had an awesome tag team match between the Usos and American Alpha. And match. American Alpha is the greatest tag team that no one cares about. <laughs> I don't know why. Because they're... Well, actually, I, I do know why. But uh, it got better and better. And the near falls, the crowd was going crazy. And uh, ended with the Usos becoming new champions, which probably should have happened a while ago. But I'm excited because they finally became the best versions of themselves. Uh, as an adult, I, they were not marketed towards me. <laughs> they got rid of the face paint. Yeah, they got rid of um, playing to the crowd. Now they just want to hurt people's legs as much as possible. And they strike this great balance between looking like they don't even want to be there. Yeah. And like they want to hurt everybody. I love it. So... Props to them for finally just finding out what worked for him, and it turns out it was completely different. It, it's it's a little interesting. They uh, we have a title change two weeks before WrestleMania, but I guess that's because American Alpha is going to get the rematch at WrestleMania. Yeah, is that what we're going for? I, I foresee this. We might even do like a multi-team thing just because oh, that's geez. what we're doing this year. Just throw every single person in every single match. We're going to have two matches on the card pretty soon. <laughs> They're all going to be five hours. Yeah, just throw everybody on SmackDown in one match, everybody in Raw in the other, and winner takes all. Yeah, and the winner... Uh, winner takes every single belt on the roster. <laughs> there was an NWO situation like that where they proposed, I think it was for the Great American Bash at one point, hey, it's going to be for all the belts at the pay-per-view. <laughs> and then the very next week on Nitro, they totally didn't even bring it up. And that is why WCW fell. I mean, that's among <laughs> other among other things, but... I, I actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I watched, uh, watched some WWE documentaries this week. I watched the Click documentary. Which is great. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Kevin Owens, Scott Hall, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. That's a good one. Kevin Owens? Or <laughs> Kevin Nash, sorry. <laughs> Kevin gotcha. Nash. Kevin Nash is uh, an interesting dude. I don't I don't get a good vibe from him. I feel like he was a tough guy to deal with back then. But um and then uh, what other one? Oh, I watched Eric Bischoff one. Eric Bischoff is also a great documentary, so check those out. I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately on the on the network. Yeah, I watched uh, my kid is a WWE superstar. They had episodes of these 15-minute shorts. It was The Miz, and they're interviewing his parents about him growing up. And Alexa Bliss had one, and Finn Balor had one. And those were the three that I watched, and those were all really adorable. Hmm. So Where uh, do you watch those at? On the network? Uh, just on YouTube. You can oh, find on them. YouTube. Okay. But, uh, they're, they're on the network, too. They're on the website, I know. But I saw them on YouTube. Also, uh, Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Everybody in the world needs to see this. Grant's pretty fired up about this one. This is awesome. It's these four, five-minute YouTube videos where WWE acts like they found a tape from an old 80s regional wrestling promotion, sort of like uh, like a poor man's NWA or something. And John Cena is Gordon Sully, essentially, or he's just this announcer, but John Cena just loathes his job, 
and wishes he had taken a broadcast career somewhere else. And he's really funny. And uh, Tyler Breeze, I think, is his drunken co-host. Uh, we have Anderson and Gallows as these rival wrestlers who won't stop hurting one another and talking about how much money they make. And uh, we have Rusev as a farmer and Lana as his wife. And the villain of the storyline is a banker who foreclosed on their farm. <laughs> and Chris Jericho is the backstage interviewer. And how long is this video? How long are these? These are each like six or seven minutes. There's a lot going on for six or seven minutes. There's no wrestling on it, though. Right. It's just this stuff. Like, yeah. It's just the. It's like a clip show. It is so funny. They finally figured out how to do comedy. It was awesome. <laughs> we'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it to Good. everybody. So let's finish up SmackDown here. Uh, we have Randy Orton defeating Baron Corbin in a pretty well-wrestled match. Yeah. Um, Dean Ambrose <laughs> taunted him from a forklift, called back to when Baron Corbin pinned him under a forklift, and uh, Ambrose accepted his challenge for an IC championship match at Mania and then dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> And then also we have uh, the Orton Wyatt stuff gets weirder and weirder. Yeah, that was really weird this week. Do you? Can you explain to me what happened? I feel like I need an adult. Uh, <laughs> um, I am an adult. I can't exactly explain to you what happened, but there was a lot of uh, like uh, devil worshiping going on. I guess you would say. I don't really know. There was uh, a lot of a lot of people in goat masks um, or sheep masks, whatever. And uh, Randy Orton was for some reason couldn't get out of those two guys that were holding him down. <laughs> and do we ever see the belt? It, when was the last time we saw the WWE Championship belt on SmackDown? I know Bray Wyatt has it. I, I don't remember if he like wears it on his shoulder or, or no, whatever. No, I, I don't think we've seen it in a couple weeks. I, I had to ask myself while I was watching SmackDown, who who's the WWE Champion again? I'm like, yeah, it's still Bray Wyatt. I haven't really seen the belt Come at on, all. You, but, you know. But I, I know, I know. But like, I feel like if you're the champion, we should be seeing the belt every week. Okay, that's that's fair. Actually, I, I don't even disagree with that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you should. And it's not like he can't incorporate it some way into his smoky promos. <laughs> so Smoky promos, I like it. Yeah. Um, I want to get into Shane McMahon and AJ Styles here. All right, let's do it. Um, were, do you have any issue with the way they ended the show and just the, the age differences and, and uh, AJ Styles being one of the best wrestlers in the world? And Shane McMahon kind of going at it, and this is this is going to be the feud at WrestleMania. Any yeah. Issues? Well, we've talked about this before. Yeah. And this is one of the least ambitious things they could do with AJ Styles at this point. Uh, but if there's anyone who can make the match work, it's also AJ Styles. So it's this weird paradox. And Shane McMahon intrigues some people. You know, from what he did last year, I have friends that only watch WrestleMania. They're going to see Shane McMahon on on Sunday, and they're going to be like, wow, that's the guy that jumped off the Hell in a Cell. I'm, I'm excited to watch this match. Yeah. He brings that. And also, it is one of the, I mean, they ended SmackDown. They are probably, you could argue, the most important match on SmackDown. So That honestly might be true. So, I mean, it could be worse for AJ Styles. Yeah, he could be doing worse. He's still top guy. He could be in a feud with The Miz and a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, to be fair, that's gone far better than it has, it has. any right to. So it really far. has. It really has. Shockingly. But, yeah, uh, I liked that Shane seemed to put the fear of God into AJ Styles. I wouldn't have gone that direction, but I understand why. I liked that AJ Styles knows he can out-wrestle this guy, but there's nothing Shane won't do to win a match. Right. He knows that there is there are a few people more resilient and more willing to just kill themselves to make it work. Uh, than Shane, so I liked that dynamic a lot, and uh, if they're going to go forward with this, which they obviously are and have been for some time, uh, I'm actually pretty excited to see it at yeah. this point. And so. we got a uh, we got Shane McMahon flying off a turnbuckle onto a table, which is always yeah, fun. Yeah, top so. rope elbow drop. Yeah. 
Shane so. O'Mac. Uh, we have John Cena defeating uh, Fandango. We already talked about that. Uh, locking them both in stereo uh, STFs and tapping them both out. Um, yeah. When I mean, you think when when Nikki Bella's got Tyler Breeze on her shoulders? I mean, it's just like uh, I, Tyler Breeze can't go can't, can't can't go any further down from this. <laughs> he, he, he could can, be he could be Titus O'Neil. Yeah, I guess so. And he just could put not even be on television anymore. Right. He could, yeah. He could softly <laughs> grab Vince. If he had, if he had stopped to uh, ask Vince what brand of car he had during that car accident, he would be done. He'd probably be suspended for eighteen years. <laughs> we would never see him again. <laughs> we would never see him again. He'd, be, he'd just be dropped off the face of the earth somewhere. Uh, we also had Carmella defeating Becky Lynch. Uh, Natalia, Natalia sat in on commentary. So guess what that means? It almost immediately broke down. Uh, she came in, dropped Carmella. Uh, got the DQ. Mickey James got in the fight. So did Alexa Bliss, and James Ellsworth got in the ring. He got drop kicked. He, yeah, he <laughs> got hit pretty hard, and uh, and then Bliss beat up Mickey, and uh, then posed with her belt to set up that multi woman match. Uh, that was fine. Yeah, I mean, if that's what it, they're gonna do, and just have every great, single woman, but, in, but whatever, in, <laughs> every single woman in the on the roster in the same feud, then hey, that's that's what you got to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that's that's such that's such an ill-advised idea, but it's not the worst thing they could have done. I guess with not. It. I guess not. I mean, would I guess would we care about a Natalia Nikki Bella match or no. a Carmella Mickey James match? Probably that not. could be interesting though. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because yeah, Mickey James is great, and uh, Carmella has a lot of work to do. So if there's, yeah, I don't know. Um, I sort of wish there was a more focused direction with a lot of these feuds, especially the tag team stuff. Uh, SmackDown is heating up uh, the men's division uh, tag team, but I don't know. There's just this lack of focus this year. There's a few really good things happening. Um, we actually forgot to talk about uh, Sami Zayn versus Joe. It ended like every Sami Zayn versus Joe match. Joe choked him out um, despite Zayn's best efforts, So, which and- is sad. Zane didn't get seriously injured, which is always good in a Samoa Joe match because he seems to injure every one of his opponents. Okay, he okay, yeah. Tyson Kidd got hurt um, badly. That was a freak accident, and then Seth Rollins got his leg bent badly. I don't know. We haven't seen Tyson Kidd since that day. Yeah, that's that's true. Except on Total Divas. That's true, but I don't think Joe himself. We can all we can have this discussion about Rollins too, but I don't necessarily call him an unsafe worker. Because accidents do happen, but at the same time, uh, yeah, you can't really deny that people have gotten hurt working with him. But yeah, <laughs> it, not, it's all right. It, it'll be all right. He'll, yeah, he'll and make it I through. really like his style because it's not like he's a little guy who can't make his moves look good unless he hits you for real. Like some of the cruiserweights, where yeah, they'll just be incredibly stiff with a lot of things, Aries especially. And Joe is just this guy who will beat you up and make you fight back, and he adds this urgency to everything because he is so good right now. It's uncanny. Yeah, yeah, he's doing good stuff. Um, on another wrestling note, did you watch any basketball this last weekend? I did not. You, you watched zero basketball? I watched no basketball. <laughs> I made no brackets. Interesting. I mean, you're, there is no time. You are a crazy, crazy dude, man. I know. I've been busy with wrestling. Hey, would you believe me if I watched, like, I don't know, a total of 24 hours of basketball? I believe that. Yeah. You told me you had a three TV set up. <laughs> I did. I did have a three TV set up, and from Thursday at noon till about Sunday at midnight, there was there was basketball on the TV. 
Wow. There were breaks in there, but yeah, it was it was a big heavy. It was a heavy basketball weekend. It's going to be another one. So, tune in, dude. You're crazy. Michigan plays at seven. Tune in. They're a good team to watch. Yeah. You were all you were all talking about how oh man you watched the UK tournament too. <laughs> that was that was barely a quarter of that time. That's true. You're crazy. Yeah, I know. I guess yeah. I have. Uh, how are your brackets doing though? I heard they're decent. Vill- the Villanova upset threw a lot. Yeah, of people it threw off. a lot of people off. I surprised. I actually picked uh, Michigan to win it all. Probably because I'm a little bit biased, but no, um, no. they're doing well, so it might turn out in the end. All right. And also, you're uh, you're doing something cool this weekend, possibly, right? Yeah, possibly. Um, if you guys are in the Michigan area, in the mid-Michigan area, or just in Michigan in general, it's worth the drive. Uh, head over to Houghton Lake this weekend, uh, Saturday. We have two episodes of Imperial Wrestling Entertainment (IWE) that are taping, and uh, I am on production crew for that, and possibly. Uh, be in a greater role as well but I don't want to give anything away yet in case it doesn't happen so um, just stay tuned for that and uh, go ahead and check them out on Facebook and uh, yeah the uh, Tracy Youth Center in Houghton Lake so there's going to be some good wrestling um, there's going to be it's going to be two full hours at least because we're taping two episodes Grant could be the next Michael Cole <laughs> God I hope not <laughs> I can't stand that would be my legacy <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather never talk again. Um, all right. So, wow. on that happy note, um, thank you all for listening Bless to this you. podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening to this podcast. Thank you for bearing with us. And uh, send us your thoughts on Twitter. Uh, we are at RingmastersCMU. Uh, for Jameson Galloway, I am Grant LaFave, and we will see you further down the road to WrestleMania. Peace out, Marks. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to Ringmasters Podcast, Central Michigan Life's wrestling-focused podcast. And my... No, can I do that again? I'm sorry.